Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It is Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. How's everybody doing today? I'm blessed black and holiday. Today's good. I'm not awake yet, though. I know that much. No, not at all. Okay. Nah, I should be right. good by about 7.30. 7.30, I should be up and ready. And what you guys do yesterday, anything was beautiful in the uh, New York, uh, New Jersey area. 65 degrees. I was outside with the kids, let them ride the bikes a little bit. Weather was just nice. I tell you mm-hmm. what, thing, y'all, New Jersey. New Jersey, 65, different than the 65 I'm used to. Even though I've been living uh, in the tri-state area since, like, 2006 uh, from South Carolina. 65, y'all still got to put a coat on up here. It's still a little, little light jacket. Yeah, it's still a little chilly. Yeah, it's a little, a little light jacket, jacket a little hoodie, degrees. little low, low, low wool cap. You know what I'm saying? You can't just have the kids out here, you know, just having a good time with their arms out because they get sick. Shoot, shoot, the adults get sick too. Yeah, absolutely. So y'all 65 yeah, was, different. Yeah, 65 is a little chilly up here, but I had the kids out and about. And then Money Heist is back. I know you guys don't watch Money Heist, but Money Heist is amazing. So I've been watching that. Uh, that's on Netflix. That is a great show. What the hell is that? Um, Money Heist is about a, a group of, of guys that rob a bank, but they actually make the city that they're robbing like the bad guys over the good guys. So it's a good little, it's a, it's a good uh, series. Really, really, really good. I would, I would tell you to check it out if you can. You ain't got yeah, nothing to do. Definitely check it out. Set it off sounds better, but I get it. Um, but yes, this is just a longer set it off. Got you. Well, I'm still trying to finish watching Bosch before the new season starts next week. Uh, it's just a lot of TV. I watch Love and Hip Hop. I haven't really caught up on that show. So last night the reunion was on for Miami. Uh, I was watching that. And then, um, yeah, I was just basically getting ready for work today, cleaning up my house. I've been cooking every single day. That's about it. Yeah, I heard that uh, that battle that nobody cared about between Bobby Valentino and Pleasure P, it didn't happen because Pleasure P was watching Love and Hip Hop. I only saw that because somebody sent it to me with laughing emojis. Bobby oh, they Valentino. were really not, battling. I thought you that's they not why I think they were battling I, yesterday. I think they said they're trying to make sure they put it on uh, at a time when the most people can watch possible. I don't know. I saw, who did they, I see they, commenting they, on it? I saw Pleasure P commenting saw, on it. Yeah, somebody sent me Bobby's, uh, what Bobby said, and Bobby said that Pleasure P said he couldn't do it because um, he was watching Love and Hip Hop. So, if play, I mean, listen, Pleasure P feels like everybody else. Nobody cares. Goodness gracious. Everybody else had something better to do. Goodness and watch Pleasure gracious. P and Bobby Valentino. Even though Bobby Valentino's first album is a classic, though. I'm not confronted. The very first one that was on DTP would slow down on it. Great record. I thought Straight you were out. joking when you said they were going to battle. I didn't. I didn't no, I didn't, they I really didn't, are. Really? <laughs> they really are going back and forth about of, it. I don't have that good of a uh, sense of humor to make up great jokes like that. That was real life, sir. <laughs> My goodness. Well, Bishop T.D. Jakes will be joining us next hour. Come on now. Now I think I might wake up. Come on now. Yeah. The bishop. We'll kick, the we'll bishop kick gave a great Bishop's sermon TV. on Sunday. 
He gave a great sermon on Sunday called The Shock of Suffering. The bishop has really, really been helping a lot of people get through since um, this coronavirus pandemic hit. I know I get up every Saturday morning to watch the bishop. I, I love Bishop T.D. Jakes, and I love his words, and I think that uh, we need some of that this morning. We need some of that upliftment this morning. All right, so we'll kick with Bishop T.D. Jakes next. And then we got uh, Front Page News. What's happening in Front Page News, yeah? Yes, we'll be talking about Major League Baseball. They are discussing what are they going to do with uh, with their season with coronavirus here. Also, we'll uh, dispel some of these myths that are going on about coronavirus right now. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. What you say, bro? That was Pop Smoke, right? Yeah, Pop Smoke with Dior. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke. A little late adding that record. Right? Yeah, a lot late adding that record. But, Jesus hey, Christ. at least it got added finally. If All you right, say well, so. let's get in... Hmm? I said, if you say so. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with Major League Baseball. They are discussing what plan they'll have in place with coronavirus here. And they said one plan is for all teams to play in Arizona, all 30 teams in the Phoenix area playing in empty ballparks. That was one of the ideas discussed yesterday by the Players Association and by Major League Baseball. They want to survey their members to determine whether or not they would support such a plan. They said you're going to be largely separated from your families and you're going to have to function in a very contained way. It's not a normal life. And they said you're going to have to have an identified group of people. You're going to have a constantly tested group of people. And you're going to have a very limited access to of those people to the outside world so that you can assure a very uncontaminated league, if you will, to produce a product that is inspirational to our country. So that's basically one plan they no, have. Basically ain't no baseball, babe, is what they're saying. Right. They said players would only get a prorated portion of their salaries if the regular season is cut from its usual 162 games and they would receive no additional salary if the season is scrapped, uh, period. So that's one thing they're thinking about. The NFL is going 100% virtual for the 2020 draft, so there'll be no team gatherings allowed. Mm -hmm. NFL owners, GMs, and coaches will not be allowed in the same room for the draft. You know what's interesting about baseball, though? Baseball is a sport where social distancing is already practiced, though. It's not like the players are on top of each other on a baseball field. Yeah, but you still yeah, got to run around the bases, that though. Too, but... but you still got to yeah, run around the bases, though, right? Oh, yeah, you do got to, yeah, because if you, you want to, like, I guess tag somebody to get them out. Yeah, you slide to second or slide to third. And I would you think know? you end up in the locker mm. room together, too. Yeah, but they could, they could do social distancing if they really want to. If they really want to make baseball happen, they could make baseball happen, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I doubt it, though. It ain't happening. But then when no crowd, right. it, it, no crowd is trash. Like, you need the crowd. They need the reaction, you know? Now, the mayor of Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, is saying that 72% of all Chicago deaths related to COVID-19 have been black Chicagoans. Here's what she had to say. This is a call to action moment for all of us. We've been taking small, medium-sized steps to rectify the problem. Now is the time where we have to embrace this wholeheartedly as a city and take concrete steps to move forward. We're not going to reverse this overnight, but we have to say it for what it is and move forward decisively as a city. And that's what we will do. She's also issued a COVID-19 patient data order that requires healthcare workers, healthcare providers to report the race and ethnicity of those who they treat. She said it is non-negotiable. Yeah, I mean, when you got a community, you know, who has a lot of pre-existing health conditions already and you know coronavirus, you know, is fatal to people with 
a lot of pre-existing health conditions, that's bound to happen. You got African-Americans are 60% more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes, 20% more likely mm-hmm. to die from heart disease. Of, of course, it's going to be a high mortality rate, and it's going, it's going to ravage the black community. Okay, now Mayor Bill de Blasio is saying that it's just, uh, it's false, completely false. Uh, What they were saying yesterday, that there will be coronavirus victims buried in a city park as morgues are running out of room. He said there are no such plans, and those rumors are totally false. So if you guys have heard that, he said there will never, ever be anything like mass graves or mass internment in New York City ever. If, God forbid, we ever had to get to the point of a temporary burial, it would be individual by individuals so that families could reclaim their loved ones when the crisis was over, but we're nowhere near that now. Where yeah, did I know they get you can't information from where, like where, where social did that media. Come from? Bro, I was laying on the couch yesterday and I was actually watching Cuomo's daily briefing like I I usually do and I heard him say that like when they asked him that he he was like what are y'all talking about? Like he was looking around at people saying like what do you where, where did that come from? What are you talking about? Meanwhile on social media that's what people are saying. And I'm like, "What what what where do y'all get y'all news from?" Like the guy is literally on TV saying he don't know anything about this. But y'all yeah, well, it wasn't. It was in the New York Times. Um, they were talking about temporary graves. I did see that article. So, but they never said it was in the park. But they did say there would be temporary spaces and temporary places to um, bury these virus victims, and that they were considering different capa- places with capacities to accommodate that. Mm. It's crazy how co- uh, coronavirus now is impacting the black community the hardest. But remember, it, it seems so long ago when people were on social media spreading another false, false, false information, which black was people couldn't get uh, black people couldn't get coronavirus. That sounded crazy. Lord have mercy. I remember boy. that. Coronavirus. Oh, Let's see what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your front page, page news. news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a, a great day yesterday. Maybe everything went great. Or maybe you just want to vent a little bit. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're upset. Maybe your man is on getting on your nerve. Maybe your wife is getting on your nerve. Maybe your kids are getting on your nerves. Whatever it may be, phone lines are open for you right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This Fred, what's going on, Izzy? Fred, what's poppin', man? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, first off, I wanna get... I'm really tired of this whole COVID stuff going on, man. Like, it's really pushing a lot of stuff back for myself, uh, keeping it away from my kids, because me and they mama not together and stuff, so it's like, that's really hard on me right now. The only thing I can do right now is just FaceTime them and, you know, talk to them on the phone. That's really good. That's really, uh... Messing with me. And now, how much of a how much of a FaceTime father were you before, though? I mean, I FaceTime my kids down there every day. I get to work. When I'm on my break, I FaceTime them right before they about to go to bed. When I'm about to go on my lunch break at work, I call them or if I'm at home, I'm FaceTiming them, telling them how much I love them and all that. So I. But so the only thing that's changed, only thing that's changed, is you don't get them on the weekend. I can't get them on the weekend. Yeah, basically, you know. Okay, you know, okay. We try to work through it. It's also the COVID. It's also pushing back my uh, competition I've been working on. What competition? Man, it's a uh, a bodybuilding competition. I've been dieting and training for this dang on competition for two damn years now. Mm. Well, that's good. That, that'll be back when you when, when everything opens back up. At least you're How's taking your care diet? of yourself. How's your diet now that you're at home? You said what, uh, you... 
Are you, are you able to work out at home still and keep yourself up? Yeah, but it's the home workout ain't the same. It's he wants that competition. It's a whole different feeling. You know, you get you get way more uh, weights in, better right. reps in, all that. You know, you ain't got all the equipment that the gym gives at home. You know, I got oh, my little dang. weights, dumbbells, resistance bands, and air rollers and all that. But it's just nothing like this. Uh, you, 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 the, the most, the most, imp- the most important thing about the home workout is the most important thing about any workout, and that's the diet. Because it's so easy to snack and get back in the carbs at the house. Like you really got to watch your diet at the crib. Yeah, you know, I still be on there. You know, I stay eat my yams and my vegetables and stay weight weighing my stuff out and meal prepping. But at the same time, you know, when you doing this consistently and then you finally want to just go to Buffalo Wild Wings or get a. <laughs> Good old steak dinner. <laughs> then your confidence get pushed back again. You just like, uh. oh, damn. Yeah. Well, thank well you for, at least for you're safe, in, and at least your at least your kids are safe. At least you're safe. Let us know your social media page so people can support you. I can't <laughs> believe he's going to Buffalo Wild Wings for steak dinners. What Hello, is who's going this? on in the world? Good morning. Y'all are crazy. Hello, morning, who's this? Angela. Good morning, Angela. Hey, snack man. Oh boy. What's up? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? How's the comedy I'm going? Good. I- I'm very. I'm old. My blood type's old positive, so I'm at low risk. But I'm. I wash my hands and all that stuff. But listen, I've been writing mad jokes here. I got a joke for you. Ready? Oh boy. What ready. do you call? Hello. Okay. Go ahead. We're ready. ready. Thank you. What do you call the COVID nineteen virus with a death rate of two percent? What? The Corona light. Thank you. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. That joke, that joke just made more people sick in the country than coronavirus has oh, in three weeks. My goodness, get it off your oh, chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, call us up now. And by the way, that's uh, Angela Yee's closest friend. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this Nicholas from Ahasta, North Carolina. Nicholas, what up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. I ain't nothing, man. I'm having a blessed day, man. My baby woke me up two hours early for work, and I'm just on my way. <laughs> Where do you work? Um, I do heating and air. Okay, okay. nice little, that's a, that's a nice trade. You, don't, you, you always got a check coming. Always on. Probably got your own oh, business. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, not yet. You know, I'm a, I'm a dropout, but uh, right now I'm working. I'm trying to get my GED. I'm trying to get back on track, man. My man, right, you know that trade, though. Be safe out there. Hello, who's this? Dave from McDonald's, which also delivers an all-McDonald's. Hello. Hello. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. Where the hell do you live at the McDonald's delivers? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm actually calling from Australia, and I've been listening every day for the last probably five years. And I'm actually, every time I'm listening to The Breakfast Club, I'm realizing that Australia is like a couple of weeks ahead of what you guys are actually going through. So okay, what's going on there? It happened with us. So with us, we're hearing, like, right now, our curve act has actually gone down. So they've got us all completely in the lockdown, but a majority of our cases were coming from the cruise ships. Mm-hmm. Mm. So a lot of people didn't realize that all of our cases in Australia, well, a majority of them, were coming all from the cruise ships. And now we've got all these cruise ships wanting to dock here, and we're trying to tell them not to come here anymore. Yeah, so I saw them. Uh, they, right now, they're doing a, yeah. the Ruby Princess, right? This under criminal investigation. Correct. 
correct. Mm-hmm. Now it's a criminal investigation because they let the people off knowing that they didn't have the results back from the coronavirus. So we're actually finding out a lot more information probably earlier than what you guys mm-hmm. are finding out. So we went into lockdown a lot more quicker than you guys did. Yeah, yeah I feel like everyone did. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah, like what you're saying right now, we knew a week and probably 10 days before. So where are you guys at now in Australia? So what's happening there now? So we're in lockdown. Most of our states in lockdown. We can't even go interstate. They are stopping people. They're fining people. If people are getting pulled over, if they've been taking their child, a girl got, she got charged yesterday with a fine. She took her daughter for a driving test, like was trying to teach her how to drive in the rain. And they said she was too far from her home. So they gave her a $1,700 fine. The 16-year-old. Wow. Oh my exactly. gosh, that's a lot. So now, yeah, yeah. So now everyone's in complete lockdown right now. I'm an essential worker, so I'm going into work. I don't want to say who I work for or what federal or state or government body that I work for, but I'm going into work every day. And uh-huh. it's just complete lockdown. But people are still going to the beaches, acting like there's nothing going on here. But we're in complete lockdown. Well, be safe okay. out there, Mama, please. Yes, our best, oh, no. uh, best, I used to live in, best I lived in St. Everyone. Louis for 20 years. So shout out to St. Louis. I lived there for 20 years. I just moved back about three years okay. ago. Well, thank you so much. And be safe out there. You're an essential worker. So just be safe out there, all right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, Chris Brown has announced a joint project. We'll tell you who he'll be working with. Also, the UFC, they are still planning to continue. We'll tell you how they plan to have fights every week. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Master P. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Master P is helping out senior citizens in New Orleans. As you know, they've been hit really hard with coronavirus in New Orleans. And he said anybody over 60 years old can sign up for a deep cleaning of their home. Also get two types of hand sanitizers. It's all free. All they have to do is actually show their ID. And that is with his foundation, Team Hope NOLA. That's dope. Drop one clues bombs for Master P doing good in his hood, goddammit. Yeah, I love that. Another thing he's been doing is making cash donations and buying groceries for the elderly. He said, uh, including the free sanitizer because, you know, he wants to make sure everybody's good. Now, Fred the Godson has revealed that he has coronavirus. He posted a picture of himself with the ventilator. He said, I'm in here with this COVID-19-ish. Please keep me in your prayers. Hashtag God is great. Now, if you don't know who Fred the Godson is, he's a, a rapper from New York City, the Bronx, who gets busy. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Cambella has launched a, pen- a petition to try to free Joel Santana. So what she wants is for him to get out because of coronavirus. She said, free Joel's, a.k.a. LaRon James, needs to be free during this pandemic to be with his family. He's currently on lockdown for two weeks because of the COVID-19 virus outbreak. He has served 13 months and should be allowed to serve the rest of his sentence on home confinement. He said, she said the um, judge can't make this happen for Laron. He's a good husband, father, son, brother, friend, and has a positive media influence as a legendary rap artist. We need you to sign this petition to get Laron, a.k.a. Joel Santana, home. Yeah, I've been hearing so many horror stories from prisons, man, and it really has to, really has to uh, do something 
terrible to your mental health when you know you got like a year left on your sentence or six months mm-hmm. left on your sentence and you don't know whether you're going to die in prison because of this damn coronavirus. Like, that's 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 got to be tough. All right, now, Dana White is telling TMZ Sports that he is very close to closing a deal to host UFC fights on a private island. So what he wants to do is uh, go to this island, which is a top secret right now, and he's going to move the octagon to the island. He'll then set up there and host fights with massive international fighters. So the deal isn't done yet, but he said it's very close. We don't know where that island is going to be, but he has revealed the rest of the card, which includes uh, some big fights that are going to go down. So I would never let them in at a time like this if I was that island. If you're a private island that's clearly got a small amount of corona cases, or clearly none if they want to go there. I'm not letting nobody over there from all types of different countries right now. Yeah, Hell no. Going to an island I don't think makes sense, but, I mean, if the wrestling was able to do it, I could see UFC doing the same in a similar situation here. I'm, no, they just, no, I'm just telling you. Wrestle, if, if, where they fight each other, oh, keep moving. Yeah, if, I, if I'm the island, I'm not letting y'all in my country. Yeah, Hell I'm with no. you. I ain't letting you in But well, what if it's a private island that no one lives on, or there's only, like, you know how people own an island, and there's, like, one residence on there, and no one's living there, and he's renting it out? Yeah, I mean, if that wouldn't make any though. sense, though, because they would have to be in a venue with lights and everything and else, right? So it would have he's, to bringing be the, he's bringing the octagon there, and there's yeah, not going to be yeah, a but what, yeah, but what about the infrastructure? It has to be an infrastructure on the island, so it has to be people there. So it would have to be lights and running water. So clearly that already have to be an infrastructure in place. No, but there's people, people who own, there's people who own like one house on a private island, like a with the infrastructure estate. to bring all that stuff over. Like that's a lot to bring the state. Well, we don't know lighting, what this island music, is, so we can't speak sound. on whether on what it is exactly yet. Well, so. if, if it's an island inhabited by people, don't let the goddamn UFC come in there and contaminate your island. Keep that corona right, out, out your island. Chris Brown is planning to put out a joint mixtape with Young Thug. He revealed that on his social media. Me and Thugga Thugga got a mixtape coming soon. And Young Thug also shared that IG story with a quiet emoji. So it looks like the two of them are planning to do a collaboration project. I guess it's a good time to put out new music because everybody's home listening. Right. Interesting pairing. Two bloods. Okay. Rhythm and blood. Like a little R&B, rhythm and blood, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm into the heat. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes. And oh, this chain of movie theaters might never open again. We'll tell you how coronavirus has affected them. All right. We'll get into that next. And don't forget, also next hour, Bishop T.D. Jakes will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with ye? Well, Wisconsin does have an election today, and people are very upset about that. They're saying that people could die going out to vote for Joe Biden versus Bernie Sanders. There was an executive order that was issued yesterday afternoon postponing the election to June 9th because of the public health risk. But the state Supreme Court hours later did overturn the governor and sided with the Republican-controlled legislature, which had challenged his order. So now people do have to vote in Wisconsin today. The results will not be released until April 13th. They did also try to extend the deadline for absentee balloting, but that did not happen. I mean, you have to look at... Uh, going out to vote is essential, right? Like, it has to be looked at as going to the grocery store. It has to be looked at as going nah, to the pharmacy. They, Why they, not? They, I mean, they, they, they got to figure another way to do that. You get so many people in one place voting. And even if you you keep your six feet, there's still so many people in yeah, one but the, spot. But, but the voting... But you could, the also voting, del- uh, you could also delay that. 
Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I think they should delay that, bro. Okay, well, feel like, I hope y'all have that same energy on November 3rd when it's the presidential election. Then. Okay? Well, all right, you got to, like, voting Voting is all day long. Voting is, like, what, well, 12 hours, 18 hours? Other states like it's going to be a bunch of people. Other, t- uh, other states postponed their elections in response to the coronavirus crisis, so Wisconsin did not because of the Republicans there. At first, just, they did you- they did agree to delay it, and then now they have it back on. I just think you have to look at it as essential, like going to the grocery store or going to the pharmacy. I mean, you just have to look at it in that way. People just got to take precautions when they go out to vote. Nah, they could well, break they it down in the ab- They could have extended absentee balloting also, which they decided not to do. So there's a lot of things that I could be done other than in-person voting. And I wonder why you can't vote from your phone yet. Like, why isn't it, why isn't it gone digital to where you can just... Because people can hack you know, it. And it's easy to vote hack Vote right there from your crib. Nah, if you vote from your crib or your home, people can hack that easily. Well, clear, it's clear, it's clear, clearly it's easy to hack when you go to the voting booth, too. It's hack regardless, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's... All right, now, Governor Andrew Cuomo is saying that he wants local law enforcement to be more aggressive in enforcing social distancing. Here's what he said. I want local governments to enforce the social distancing rules. And I want to be, frankly, more aggressive on the enforcement because all the anecdotal evidence is people are violating it at a higher rate than before. So we're going to increase the potential maximum fine from $500 to $1,000, but it's not really about the fine. Nobody wants the money. We want the compliance. Uh, the compliance is, is the cure, clearly, right? Like Correction. social distance is what's happened, causing the curve to flatten. Why wouldn't y'all want a social distance? I'd be wanting to know, what do y'all think y'all are rebelling against? Like, you're only hurting yourself by not staying home. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous now. All right, AMC theaters are in danger of never reopening again after coronavirus. Their credit score has tanked so badly. They are already in bad financial shape. They had a $5 billion deficit at the end of 2019 and losses of $149 million. Then 600 employees were furloughed last week, including the CEO. And they are the largest chain of theaters in America. So if they close, Mm -mm -mm. it could kind of be the end of going to the movies for quite some time. Uh, Right now, they won't be able to get any more money because of their low credit score, because of the money that they owe and already being in bad financial shape and not being able to make money. So they believe, they said, that theaters will remain closed beyond June because of coronavirus. Wow. I mean, that hurts, man. First of all, I love AMC movie theaters, but I love the movie-going experience uh, all together just because it comforts me. You know what I mean? And when you go in them AMC movie theaters and you grab your little popcorn and you sit in the chair and and please, God, if they got a reclining chair that you can just lay back in, oh, my God, that's heaven, man. Yeah, that but hurts. I ain't go front. If they start releasing movies where you can see them at the crib, I don't know if I want to go out. You know what I mean? I can stay at the house and I don't have to worry about the craziness that's going on. And Nah, I might stay home, bro. I feel like they've already adapted when it comes to going to the movies because a lot of movie theaters don't have traditional seating anymore. They got rid of that. So now they have like food, drinks, and they make their money, I feel like. And that way they charge a lot more for the tickets. So it is more of a going out experience with less people. Yeah, because you also got to remember, man, everybody don't have a big ass TV in the crib. Everybody don't have a theater in the crib. So going to the movie theaters is a great experience for some. You want to watch that that movie on that big ass screen with that surround sound. But that nine dollars mm-hmm. for that coke is a lot of money, though, bro. That yeah, you pay for that's, why you bring a, that's why you bring a big purse and you bring your own. There you go, yeah. 
<laughs> All right, and auto insurance companies are going to be returning $800 million in premiums because nobody is driving. Two insurers so far, Allstate and American Family Insurance, have announced that they will give that money back. The Allstate said they'll refund about 15% of premiums paid by its customers in April and May. That comes to a total of about $600 million because of, a, because of an unprecedented decline in driving, and customers will get a shelter-in-place payback. And they said that's fair. Less driving means fewer accidents. American Family Insurance said they'll give back about $50 per car that a household has insured. Now, another thing that's happening with these airlines... You're going to say Geico. People are wanting to... No. Geico ain't on this? Not, and neither with State Farm, okay? Come on, Geico. Uh, United Airlines is being sued because uh, people don't want travel vouchers for later flights that were canceled due to coronavirus. coronavirus. They want their money back. People need their money right now. So... One person, Jacob Rudolph, filed a class action lawsuit. He said he, he paid over $1,500 for three United Airlines flights. And then United Airlines actually canceled the flights. He requested a refund. They said they, He said they denied him and told him he did not qualify. They did offer to rebook his tickets and give him a travel credit good for one year. And he feels like, no, you canceled the flight. I should get my money back. He's right. Well, JetBlue, don't, we don't have those problems with JetBlue. JetBlue get the money right back. Salute to JetBlue, goddammit. Drop on the clue for JetBlue. And Delta did the same thing. Delta gave me the money right, right back immediately. You know That's what right. else Delta money. did? Whatever your status is this year, they extended it throughout next year, too. So if you really? were a silver medallion or gold medallion, you will be that next year because a lot of people can't travel and get those miles that they need. So whatever you are this huh? year, you'll be next year. So basically, it sucks that this guy is not a uh, flyer on Delta or JetBlue, is what you're saying. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Bishop T.D. Jakes will be joining us. Come on now. We'll kick it with Bishop T.D. Jakes when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. Yes, Bishop T.D. Jakes, welcome, sir. Good morning, Bishop. Thank you. It's a real pleasure. How's it going, Charlotte? Good morning. Hi, everybody. How's it Man, going? Man, I've been, uh, me and my wife been getting up on Sunday mornings and, and turning turning you on and just really enjoying the words that you are giving to people during this coronavirus pandemic, man. Yesterday, the shock of suffering, incredible, my brother. Incredible, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I'm really trying to say things that, help to guide people through the turbulence that we have never seen in our country before. What do you say to people right now that this is really testing their faith? I see a lot of people are losing faith. They're saying if if God actually exists, why would he put this on his people? And, you know, should we still believe? How do you believe when you see babies dying and elderly people dying? What do you say to those people that are losing their faith right now? He hates this you know, question, by it, the way. It's, it's funny. I, I mentioned that in my sermon. I, yeah. it, is the, it is the most <laughs> common question that we always get. First of all, I don't see... I live in a different world, but I don't see a lot of people losing their faith. My numbers are higher than they've ever been in the history of our ministry. I see a lot of people reaching out to something to hold on to, to comfort them, to ease them from their trauma and pain. To those that do feel like they are losing their faith, I'm not sure they ever understood the Christian faith because the Christian faith is quite obvious and open about suffering. It is not a success gospel. The emblem of our faith is a cross, and God did not spare his own son from suffering. 
So we have never really alluded in Scripture to the fact that having faith in God, it causes us to escape suffering. But he has fellowship with us in the midst of the suffering, and he joins us. He supports one in the fire. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. When you pass through the waters, he said, I'll be with you. He never said you wouldn't pass through it. He said, when you go through it, I'll be with you. And Bishop Mm. T.D. Jakes, you said this is a great time for people to get closer to each other also, right? It's very important for us to get closer to each other, not close in the sense of uh, physicalities. We have to respect distance as it relates to physicalities. But we can be closer by phone, by kindness, by thoughtful deeds, by going to the grocery store for elderly people who are shut in, uh, by serving those people who are serving us on the front lines in the hospitals, trying to make things easier for them, maybe babysitting their kids so that they can be at work. There's a whole lot of things that can be done to make things better. Bishop, I've been uh, I've been telling everybody that God is trying to tell us something right now, and now is the time for us to be still and listen to God. So I wonder, what is what has God told you that you haven't shared yet? You know, uh, I, I don't know that I haven't shared it, but I think that our world has become increasingly arrogant, uh, narcissistic, self-consumed, mm. tribalistic, fighting about everything. I mean, race, uh, politics age, mm-hmm. millennials against boomers, we, we, we're caught up in, and then we get this common enemy that has no respect for any of those divisions, mm-hmm. and it's nothing like a common enemy to make us unite, and I'm hopeful that we will have the good sense to come out of our tribes and unite and fight this common invisible enemy that threatens all of humanity, not just America, all of humanity. Have you seen some you know, of these churches that's that's not shutting down and, and still opening up and, and putting people in danger? What, what do you think about some of those places, those places of worship? I, I've seen a few of them, and with the exception of a few of them that live in rural areas where they're not dealing with the pandemic at this present moment, there might be some room for uh, controversy about their choice. But for the broader population, I think it's just foolish to put your flock in that kind of danger uh, and in the name of faith, when in fact, uh, even Jesus did not tempt God. He didn't, uh, the Satan brought him up to the high mountain and said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. God will take care of you. And Jesus resisted that. And I think the church should resist the temptation to flaunt our faith and say that we, we're proving our faith by tempting uh, our faith. So what do you tell your congregation if, if the pastor comes and the pastor says, look, God will protect you from coronavirus. You got to have faith. Just come to church. What would you tell a person who's a believer? A believer that you can believe at home. You can read at home. You can stream at home. And you can use common sense. (laughs) Right. That your pastor is not a dictator. He doesn't control you. We've got pastors dying. We know several people who have gone to services, and and a great bulk of them are now infected with the virus as a result of that idea. This isn't something that we don't have data on. This is happening right in our cities right now. We've got dead bishops, pastors, elders who did that. We've got people who came to open events and are suffering for it. Why do we have to keep repeating the same thing to learn a lesson that we can take from someone else? That's right. Uh, Sunday is Easter Sunday. What do you have planned for uh, Easter? We're going to, you know, we normally do a big pageantry thing and we have a big play and a musical and a drama and all of that. 
and we're going to have some aspects of it, but it's all going to be online. I'm not doing anything in the main service. I don't want our members in harm's way. Uh, I'm trying to distance ourselves. We can't do the parking lot thing. Our parking lot won't hold the distance that's necessary to be able to do that. So we're going to enjoy it online like we have everything else and keep it moving. And I want to say something else. The first Easter service didn't have a crowd either. They didn't have Mm. a big service and they didn't have a choir. They didn't have a praise team and they didn't have dancers. When Jesus came out of the grave, there wasn't a bunch of people around. So Easter doesn't lose its meaning because we have less crowds and we don't wear big hats. All right, we got more with Bishop T.D. Jakes. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Bishop T.D. Jakes. Charlemagne? You said something yesterday in the sermon uh, during during the shock of suffering. You said, don't let corona steal the headlines from Christ. Can you expound on that a little bit? Well, I think it's all that we're talking about right now is corona, and rightfully so. The whole COVID-19 thing is uh, so pervasive in our society. And might I add, I think over the next two weeks, from everything I can read and everything I can learn, it's going to get a lot worse. It is worse now, but we're not seeing on television the amount of people that are dying, that the morgues are full, that they're having to store bodies in refrigerated trucks because they run out of room in certain areas. The media has given us numbers, but they're not giving us visuals. The, the pandemic is horrifying, and it has, it has taken over the headlines. But when we take Holy Week and hold it up against it, that's a horrifying sight, too. A man writhing on a cross, nailed to a tree, bleeding, the wounds coming out of his sides, and, and he died for us. That's why I think there is some synergy between uh, the virus and Christ. It is the fact that we have a God who understands suffering, who understands pain, and did not promise us that if we walked with him, we would have no suffering. The reality is, he said, I'm a present help in trouble. I'll be with you in the suffering. Now, with so many people that lost their their jobs and and people going through so many problems right now, uh, what is the church doing to help those people? You know, a lot of times people come and and they come every week and they tithe and they do so many different things. But now what is the church doing to give back, if anything? Is there anything that the church can do to give back? The only people who don't know what the church is doing is people who don't go to church. Mm -hmm. I don't know a (laughs) church that's not out there fighting that's not out there feeding people, that's not out there clothing people, that's not out there doing all kinds of things, small churches, big churches. I have never seen the church more activated to do things in their community. And the only people who don't know what the church is doing is people who are in the clubs. Mm. Now, I saw you on MSNBC doing a prayer, which is something I've never seen before. So what was their response like for that? I thought that was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. The response was overwhelming. And in the moment that he asked me to do it, it wasn't planned. It wasn't scripted. I didn't know he was going to do it. It just happened off the cuff. And I was grateful and humbled and honored to be able to do it. And I didn't expect the kind of headlines uh, that it got, but it got a tremendous amount of headlines. But I think that all speaks to the angst that exists in our community. And well, it's our community. I mean, the American community that uh, on a secular uh, news station that they would stop and ask a clergyman to pray. It is all saying to us that this is very serious and everybody can feel the angst of it. Bishop, you know, we tell folks everything will be okay. We try to give folks this optimism. 
But what if everything isn't okay? What if these are really the last days? What if we are really in the book of Revelations right now? Well, if we're in, in the book of Revelations and we are believers, then we still have nothing to fear because our, our life is hid in Christ with God and everything will be all right. And I'm not just telling people everything will be okay. I think that we have some tough weeks ahead. I think that it's going to be, we're going to lose people. We don't get to pick who we lose. In the process mm. of losing people, I've already lost people I loved. I've already seen funerals we couldn't conduct and families who couldn't sit by their mothers as they were saying their final goodbyes. It's not okay right now. And what I'm trying to do is get us to wake up to the fact that this is no time to be nonchalant and to be cavalier. Our country, our world is in a crisis unlike anything we have ever seen in the last 100 years. And, and I don't think that we should be Pollyannas and just say everything's going to be okay, don't worry about anything, because that causes people to go out there and take risks that they shouldn't take. I want you to be alert. I want you to be concerned. I want you to be on guard because this is very serious. Now, besides staying Ooh. safe and taking care of themselves and, and, and their mental, what do you advise people to do right now while they're home? What What do you uh, advise them to, to, to do it so when they come out of this, they can be a better person? First of all, I think that we need to take advantage of all of the opportunities that exist. That's why I posted on my website details about the CARE Act, how you can keep employed, how you can keep your business going, how you can get uh, deferred loans and sometimes grants that will help sustain you through that period. I think we need to act on that. I think we, even though it's not enough and there needs to be more and yada, 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 we're still better than what you have right now. I think we really need to act on those sorts of things. Second of all, I think that this is an opportunity to get in touch with people that we're not hearing from and check on them. I'm concerned about the mental health of this country. It was already a crisis, and this just adds insult to injury. The isolation, the stress, the pressure, the bad news perpetuating itself all the time. And we don't handle stress well. We don't talk about it. We don't open up about it. We self-medicate it with substance abuse and alcoholism. Domestic violence is on the rise. Uh, we're up under pressure. We're sitting in a pressure cooker right now. And I think that faith also plays a part in it. Even if you don't consider yourself a person of faith, it's time to find some faith and enter into a place because there are some things that science has no answer for. And we need to be able to calm ourselves, have communion with God. If you won't do that, at least meditate. Give your mind a bath from all of this bad news. Exercise. Do something productive. Get a routine going. Avoid depression at all costs. All right, we got more with Bishop T.D. Jakes when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Bishop T.D. Jakes. Charlemagne? Who pastors Bishop T.D. Jakes at a time like this? Who keeps your anxiety from going through the roof? Uh, well, my, I have a pastor. Bishop Sherman Watkins in Columbus has been my pastor almost all my life. He's 80-some years old, and uh, he's a great, great person in my life. But I also get inspiration from everybody around me. I draw inspiration from little children on up. I draw inspiration from people who keep on fighting. I'm particularly inspired by the first responders who are putting their lives at risk, fighting something that we don't have a lot of details about, putting their families at risk to be on the job, willing to die to fight to keep us alive. Those kinds of stories inspire me. 
They motivate me. They challenge me to try to be a better person. Uh, all of that together collectively. And then I have a Bible. And as long as I have a Bible, I can find inspiration. We've seen a lot of issues, like you said, with people being at home right now, with couples going through it, and the rise in people questioning about their marriages, their relationships. What advice do you have for couples who are at home right now and who are going through it? Uh, don't allow the issue to make you to make you attack the individual. Let's be mature enough to understand it is the issue that's got us angry, that's got us angst, not the individual. Avoid pushing each other's buttons. Avoid talking about things that you know are going to lead to arguments. Uh, let's get on the same team. Again, we need unity, and we don't have unity in our houses. You have to fight this as a team. You have to be on the same page about it, not trying to prove which one is right. It's not always important who's right or who's wrong. What's right. more important is that we get together and fight a common enemy. Right. I want to talk about self-care for a second, Bishop. You know, not just from the mental health aspect, but physically. Who's keeping your ball fresh, my brother? You shave your own head? Because <laughs> this is why I got a hoodie on now. I can't see my barber right now. So let me tell you something. I decided to shave mine off. I'm down to a goatee because I didn't even want anybody up shaving me, not up that close. I want to maintain my distance right now. And uh, they're still learning things about this, and I don't want nobody breathing all over me uh, right now. So I shaved mine off, and so for better or for worse, I did this to myself. Now, Bishop. This is the time that we're having to go back to doing things for ourselves. But, Bishop, I let, I let my wife do mine. You see, I let my wife do mine. She's the only one that can get in this vicinity. So she, I figured my wife could do makeup. She could do my goatee. And it looks good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your makeup you do your baldy too, too, Bishop? I shave my I shave my head. I shave my I had a beard if you will remember. I cut my beard yeah. off to make this easier to manage. I got in the mirror. I did it myself. This is one thing about coming from the generation that I came from, we're used to doing things uh, ourselves. I came from there the you go. I can solder, I can plumb, I can iron, I can cook, I can make cornbread <laughs> without jiffy. We're right. used to surviving, and those skills are really, really helping us. And the younger generation is having to learn how to do that. The restaurants are closed. That's true. You got to break down and get some skillets out right now. <laughs> now, Bishop, mm -hmm. I, I, I was right. talking to my dad, and I told my dad, I was like, you know, toilet paper selling out. He was like, well, you know, we used to use newspaper. He said, you just wet a little newspaper, and if there's no toilet paper, that's what you use. I said, well, what about water? He said, you boil water. I said, you're right, Dad. You're right. <laughs> a lot of people got bidets now, too. You can learn something from old folks. <laughs> you all can teach us how to run these computers, and we can teach you how to make cornbread with water. <laughs> That's right. An another question, Bishop, because I've been seeing you do all of these, uh, these hits on television and stuff, and you're always sitting at that desk. Lord, forgive me for answering this question. Do you wear pants, or do you just throw the jacket on what? with the top? Or do you wear what? basketball shorts? I don't know how comfortable are you? What are you talking about? Something's funny. I was going to have my pajamas on, but for fear that you were going to ask me that question, <laughs> I actually have on some black jeans. I knew you were going to ask me that. Some told me, you better put on some pants. So, so Charlamagne doesn't have on any pants right now, as you can see. I got on basketball shorts. So, you, so, so usually, let me see, Bishop. You got, <laughs> what the hell is goodness gracious? So usually, you, so usually you wear pajama pants when you're doing these hits. Sometimes, sometimes, because they're so early in the morning. We're an hour right. earlier than you. 
So yes, sir. Sometimes I, I can't I, believe you know, asked I'm that. Just, just dressed from the waist up. Let me get myself together here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My goodness. Now, Bishop. But, uh, yeah, I'm here. I was going to ask before you leave. Can you can you leave us on a prayer, please? Go, please, I, I can, can you, Bishop? Right That's a real stretch from pajamas to prayer, but I'll try to make it. <laughs> hey, we move fast on this show, Bishop. From ratchet to righteous, you know how we do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Father. I recognize that right now that there are bodies locked up in 18 wheelers with no place to go. I realize that there are people who have lost loved ones and can't attend the funeral. I realize that there are people who are hooked up to respirators and the family can't even hold their hand. I know that the pain and the pressure of this moment is overwhelming. Jobs have been lost. Income has been compromised. Families are in distress. Trouble is everywhere. And I pray, God, that as only you can do, that you would comfort and guide and lead our people through the turbulence. I pray for those who seem to be oblivious to what's going on, that you would mature them and wake them up before they have to learn in the most horrific way that this is a serious problem. I pray for our government, our leadership. I pray for our manufacturing companies. I pray for the countries around the world that we would come together on one accord and fight this globally and cohesively without the spirit of division. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, hey, Bishop, I just want to tell you, man, I I sincerely mean this. I really, really love you, man, and and I I love your sermons, and I love how you just are bringing people together at a time like this. And I want to encourage all couples to watch. What what was the sermon you did with your wife? I can't. It's slipping my mind right now, the name of it. Model Home. Model Home. Yes. Model Home. Oh man, I loved it, man. Me and my wife watched that. And if you're a if you're a couple and you're with your wife right now and you're at the house and you quarantine together, I promise you if you watch that, you'll come out of this with a much stronger relationship, man. Model home. Please watch that. Thirty eight uh, years. We've all been right. at it thirty eight years. Well, thank you, Bishop T D Jakes, for joining you. us. Thank I you so much. We appreciate Stay you. Out there. Stay out there. Keep doing what you're doing. You're making a difference. In many cases, you are the preachers that your generation hears. Understand that responsibility. Thank you for being on the wall, pumping positive stuff to us right now. We need each and every one of us to be with one accord. Hang in there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bishop. Thank, Thank you, Bishop. So Blessings, brother. Have a great day now. All right. Take care. Trap house mobs. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So Meg Thee Stallion, she says there is still a double standard for women in the rap industry. She said a man can be as mediocre as he wants to be but still be praised. A man can talk about how he's about to do all of these drugs and then come out and shoot your house up. But as soon as I say something about my my vagina, it's the end of the world. She said it's something deeper. Not only am I rapping about sex, I'm rapping about you making me feel good. I'm not rapping about licking on you. No, you're going to do what I told you to do. And I feel like sometimes that can be a little intimidating and it can be overwhelming to some men they can't handle it they get a little shook they get a little scared but i'm not going anywhere so get used to it and this is for her cover story for marie claire i i agree with her except for the part where she says that uh men can be mediocre like if you're mediocre you're mediocre if you're trash you're trash like that's just the way it is i mean i think in the hip-hop world though there's a lot of men who are uh artists who are mediocre who have had success a lot more than women have and I think that's her point because she's talking about the rap industry. Well, well, that's subjective, though, right? Like, because there's plenty of artists I think are whack and mediocre, but people love their music. So music like is, is subjective. Like who? I mean, right now, at the moment, um, 
I mean, I don't like that Tootsie Slide record by Drake. I think that's garbage. But y'all, he's not y'all a, love it. He's not a whack. He's not a whack artist, and the kids love but that I think, record. I think, doing I think that. All, I, I think. I think that. I think that record is mediocre, though. Is what I'm saying. So all I'm simply saying is, it's, it's, it's subjective. Music is subjective. I think a lot of women who are rappers though will say that they have had to work a whole lot harder and jump through a lot more hoops than men have had to and can be super talented, but still they'll be like, oh, it's the way you look. Oh, it's this. Oh, you need to change that. Oh, you have, it's a lot more that women go through. So yeah, but we're not going to act like the rap game is easy to break into. Like it's it's literally one of the hardest things to break into. I know it seems easy because there's so many whack people out there making it, but come on, man, we get approached by artists every day trying to promote music. Yeah, but I think it is still harder for women. Just I've been working on this documentary with women rappers and the things that they've had to go through, you wouldn't believe that men will never have to go through. So I understand. And she's gone through it herself as a woman in this business. All right. Will Smith is going into self-isolation for a new series that he's working on. He'll be documenting his family and others time in self-isolation during the coronavirus pandemic. It's a 12 episode series called Will from Home that launched on Snapchat on Friday, here's what it sounds like. I'm going to the garage. Apparently, I'm not good enough to have no space in my own house. And I'm about to do Will from Home. So you can actually see Will from Home on Mondays, Fridays, and Wednesdays. I love how Will Smith has embraced social media, man. Will Smith has gotten, he's got a better handle on social media than probably anybody right now in that business. Yes, and um, congratulations to Jeezy and Jeannie Mai. They are engaged. They just made that announcement via People with an exclusive for People magazine. Mm -hmm. They confirmed the proposal happened on March 27th. He was originally planning to propose to Jeannie Mai in April sometime. They were planning a trip to Vietnam, but they had to cancel that because of coronavirus. So instead, he planned a romantic quarantine proposal at his house in L.A. Jeannie and uh, Jeezy were set for a trip, but what she didn't know was that he was planning to propose, and they did that whole date night in his home with Vietnamese food and decor. So, beautiful thing. If you guys remember, That's here's dope. what Jeannie Mai said when she was on The Real about Jeezy, and she teared up a little just talking about how much he loves her and what he did for her when it was his own birthday party. Listen to this. I didn't know until, honestly, my new relationship that even something as basic as Oh, my God. I'm not crying to feel bad for me. I'm just like, it was so touchy. But, like, even something as basic as, like, at his birthday party, he left, like, left his birthday party to drive me to the airport to Atlanta. And I was like, yo, I can Uber. Like, I Uber my whole life. And he was looking at me like, are you crazy? Like, I need to see you off. I'm going to drive you to the airport. So I'm just saying, just be mindful of your standard. See, guys, all you got to do is put somebody else's needs before yours, and you, too, can be engaged with the love of your life. Well, I'm happy Jeezy and Jenny yeah. Maya like the new, they like the new Russell Simmons and Kamara, right? For our generation. <laughs> Showing that black Asian love, right? You don't think so? Uh, if you look at it like that, I guess you could say that. But I'm just happy they in love, man. I'm happy things are working out. I'm happy that right. Jeezy changed her mind. I remember when she was on The Real talking about how her main thing was white things, okay? And how she wanted to be with a white man. Technically, snowmen are white, but still. Well, everybody was posting that clip again yesterday, too, as well. All right, Wendy Williams and NeNe Leakes are back off again. Now, the two of them have had a kind of an off-and-on friendship, and 
Wendy had some issues with Nene when she went public. You know, Wendy put her show back on yesterday. She's actually broadcasting from her own home. And right. here's what she had to say about Nene Leaks calling her and trying to get her to uh, talk on speakerphone or on FaceTime. Here's where the ambush comes in. She said, Wendy, look, uh, she was in hair, makeup, and wardrobe with all her people, right? She said, we, we, we filming, and I want you to be on the speaker. I said, Nene, I did that for you one time. I made it, made it very clear. I am not a housewife. Sorry, my career is a bit different than being a housewife. I don't, I don't need that kind of attention. And then I hung up on her. Thank you, I watched so that in real time yesterday. How was it? No, they not they not petty. Is the I mean, it was cool. I mean, they not petty. Is just the fact that that's Wendy Williams. Like, I, I, if you're gonna be friends with Wendy Williams, you have to expect that you will be content for her. Yeah, but and honestly, I, I didn't know, like I, how he was. I didn't I didn't like how she was doing her voice, and then also talking about her show and saying she's not slumming it and all of that. I thought it was a little condescending. I mean, listen, you know, I asked Nene when she was here on The Breakfast Club, how can you trust Wendy Williams? And that's a prime example of what I'm talking about. Because, you know, Wendy went on TV and told all Nene's business when Nene confided in her, right? And then Wendy went and told her business. But then when Nene turns around and puts her on Instagram Live, she gets mad and uses Nene as content again. But this is fun. Yeah, and FaceTime, though. Here's what Nene had to say about Wendy on The Breakfast Club. How can you trust her, though? It's hard. She needs to sign an NDA. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's just a weird relationship. Not to mention, like you said, it's hard to be friends with someone when that friend thinks uh, your job is slumming. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing if they're telling you, like, look, you can do better. You know, you don't have to do this. But Jesus Christ, she's been doing it for, what, 13 years? Yeah. Don't look down felt, on the housewives. Don't look down on the housewives very, and hang out with one. It felt very mean-spirited and condescending to me. I didn't like how she uh, spoke about Nene like that. Nene posted on her page, public disrespect and private apologies don't mix. Mm. And what does Andy Cohen I, think about all of this? Is Andy going to ban Wendy Williams from his show, Watch What Happens Live, because she thinks that the Housewives of Atlanta is slumming? Huh? I want to know more. I'm intrigued. Really intrigued. I, all right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I'll be honest, you just can't FaceTime people all the time. Like, I know I can't FaceTime Charlemagne. His hair is pushed mad far back. He might not have his hood or hat on. So I know I can't FaceTime him. He might not I agree. Him. I agree with that. A heads up is nice, but I don't think that it warranted all of that. She didn't FaceTime you know, at all. She was, simple, she was on a speakerphone call. She asked She asked to. She wanted to yeah, FaceTime her. To FaceTime, she, she all you have to do is be I like, think, no, uh, I'm not uh, doing that. That's all. I, and, I, like, I, please don't when, do that. Wendy was upset because Nene was on Instagram live and called her. And that's justifiable. But I don't think all of that slumming it and I'm above that and that's behind, like all of that and making fun of her voice. I didn't think that was warranted. Yeah, right. but then, you want to be like, like, I'm not doing that. Don't call me again like that. Listen, y'all, just so you know, putting it out here, don't surprise, call me on your Instagram live. That's cool. That's fine. Well, well how you think I felt when you surprised me by getting on the TV and talking about uh, something I told you in confidence? That's all I'm saying. Like, it goes both ways. Like, they I clearly don't have no I parameters like, in their that? relationship. I didn't do that. You had me go. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about Wendy. Wendy did that to Nene a few months ago. Well, let's keep slumming. Who are you giving that donkey to? What I don't know, man. That? They need to play some. I think Wendy and Nene need to play a game of one on one basketball and, um, you know, figure out their relationship. They're both six <laughs> both foot seven. Both of them take their wigs <laughs> off and stuff like that. Absolutely. <laughs> take their wigs off and just play one on one for each other's hearts. All right? That's what y'all should do. Right. Uh, but uh, Donkey of the Day is going to a guy in Cincinnati, Ohio, named Rashawn Davis. He's an anti-social distancer. We'll talk about it for after the hour.
But not for nothing. Let me just ask you one more question. If yes. Nene plays in a game of one on one, a game of one on one, who wins? You got Nene? Nene. Yeah, yeah. Nene way yeah, more yeah, athletic. I got Nene too. I got Nene too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. All right, Donkey the Day's up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about NeNe Leakes and Wendy Williams. Now, they were friends. They got into a little tiff back and forth. They were arguing. And instead of beefing, instead of arguing, instead of fighting, Charlamagne uh, came up with a kind of an odd idea. That's not odd. I just think that they need to play a game of one-on-one basketball. You know what I'm saying? Both of them are 5'10". Uh, Wendy wears a size 11. According to according to Lister Gallagher, Nene wears a size 13. I need to. I think they need to take the wigs off, put the sneakers on, and just, you know, have a little little quick game of one-on-one. Okay. You know what so I mean? Who, who would you Lord, put your Lord money on? Lord rim. I got, I got my Lord money on Lord rim to about seven and a half. I, yeah, I, I got, got my, my money, money on Nene, Nene Leaks. Nene, Only because Nene Nene's more athletic. Yep, Nene's more athletic. And Nene got, Nene got a, Wendy's very skinny. And when, when when Nene backs it down in the paint, he's gonna be throwing yeah. Wendy all over the place. Yeah, when she'll she'll post Wendy up all day, man. Mm-hmm. And if you lower mm-hmm. the rim to seven and a half feet, you might see some dunks. Shut up, Yee, Who you got? Well, this is not anything I've ever thought about, but I guess I would have. You to ain't never Nene. thought about Wendy and Nene playing basketball. No, never. No. Still haven't. But I would say Nene. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Terry. Hey, Terry. Nene leaks. Versus Wendy Williams. Wendy one Williams. On one. Who's winning? One on one. Oh, I definitely got Nene, man. Nene looked like she could palm a basketball like it's nothing. She looked like she looked like <laughs> if she get past you and you trying to block her, she get past you, she gonna dunk right on you and knock you on the floor. Damn, Zion Williamson style. All right. Yeah. Thank you, bro. She gonna she, she gonna she gonna knock the bolt tires right, right out of her face. All right. All right. Hello. Damn. Hello. <laughs> Who's this? It's Hey, what's up? One-on-one basketball game. Who's winning? NeNe Leakes or Wendy Williams? Man, I'm telling you, Wendy Williams is dunking on her all day. You, you think so? Along her hand? She, yeah, she palming basketballs all day. Air Wendy. <laughs> you must never seen NeNe. Now, she big, but I don't know if she got the hops, though. Wendy Williams got you a think long Wendy wingspan, got hops? I ain't got front. She got a long wingspan. Her arms stretch. That's what I'm saying. She could just reach up there and just drop the ball in there. Interesting. All right. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? It's Chris from Brooklyn. Hey, Chris. We're asking, um, Wendy Williams versus Nene Leakes. Who's winning in that basketball game, one-on-one? Hey, yo, you forgot to Google. Wait, I got Nene. She got body. Post up under the rim. Yes, that's right. Nene Leakes got that wide back, bro. You ain't just getting around her. You got it. <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you. All right, well, 800-585-1051. We're asking if there was a one-on-one game, Nene Leakes versus Wendy Williams, who would win? Call us up That's right, right now club. Wigs off, Good morning. speakers on. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking Wendy Williams and NeNe Leakes. They got into a little, uh, I guess, an argument or a little tiff, whatever you like to call it. They went back and forth. So instead of fighting, instead of arguing, are we, well, I wouldn't say we, Charlemagne suggested a basketball game. 
I can't believe that y'all have never thought about this. I can't believe y'all have never thought about Nene Leakes and Wendy Williams, wigs off, sneakers on, playing a game, a one-on-one on a seven-and-a-half-foot rim, okay? And, and, and I'm going with Nene, you know, just, just because she's more athletic than Wendy Williams. Have you ever seen Nene dance compared to Wendy Williams? Well, huh? Nene was an ex-dancer, so of course she has that, but well, I give it to that, that helps. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I you, you got to know what to do with you got to know what to do with all that body. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think Nene just knows what to do with all that body. All so. right, well let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Robin. How you guys doing? Hey, Robin. Nene Leaks versus Wendy Williams. Who's winning in that one-on-one basketball game? Uh, it's gonna have to be Nene, only because she's younger than Wendy, and you know Wendy is not <laughs> running nowhere. She's not running. She's not jumping. She's not doing any of that stuff. Wendy probably got a mean sky hook though, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> just turn around and fight, you know what I mean? Why That's probably her move of choice. Be LeBron or something like that. Because <laughs> we and Kareem a little older, different generation. All right, well thank you. Hello, I don't think anybody this? thinks Wendy's gonna win. Uh, one person says so. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Jonathan from St. Petersburg, Florida. Hey, Jonathan. One on one, Wendy Williams versus Nene Leakes. Who's winning that one? Um, this is hard. This is hard. I'm not gonna front. Y'all, I, y'all got a clear landslide on Nene Leaks. It seems like out there, but I'm gonna have to go with Wendy. You got to think about it like this: Wendy, a little sneaky on the slide. You know what I'm saying? She might come in with that Patrick, Patrick Beverly type play. You know what I mean? And you know, sneak, sneak on. In, but I'm gonna have to go with Wendy on this one, cause I, but Nene will take her to the post. I feel like though, cause she just that's really what I'm telling you. I think Wendy throws some Wendy... bows, though. I think she throws some elbows. Nah, bro. I think Nene will do a drop step to the baseline, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? F- feel where Wendy's at and just dunk yeah. on her, you know what I mean? I feel like Nene yeah. bring that D-Wade style to it with the pole, like shimmy, uh-uh. But Wendy, Wendy, Wendy's sneaky, though. Hmm. I just can right, see brother. Nene around the post with a lot of up and under moves, man. You know what I'm saying? Turning and facing the defender, doing a little jab step. I just see it. All right. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Desiree. Hey, Desiree, we're talking one-on-one. Wendy Williams, Nene Leakes, who you got? Man, I think Nene will beat Wendell. Wendell kind of top-heavy, though. <laughs> Y'all got to stop. <laughs> Y'all just have to stop. Okay. You, you don't you have to call her you. Wendell. I love you. All right, right you don't have to. I'm calling her every morning. I love you, too. I'm going to tell you something, though, man. I think it'll all come down to who's not afraid to get musky. And um, I don't think Nene's afraid to get musty. I think Wendy might be afraid to get musty. Wendy, that's the first sign of a smell. Wendy will stop. All right. Nene will play through that. Wendy, Nene will play through that funk. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Brian. What's up? Press what's up? Good morning, Envy, uh, Charlemagne, Angela Yee. Hey, what's up? What's happening? We got. We're right. talking Wendy Williams and Nene Leaks one on one basketball game to seven. Who's winning? All right, Nene is getting the buckets here. Let me tell you why. First mm-hmm. off, I mean, we all saw, I mean, this is sad, but we all saw Wendy Williams pass out on live TV. I don't think that she has what it takes to go uh, one-on-one in a basketball game. Um, You're saying no stamina, basically. Yeah, yeah, just based on stamina. Also, Wendy, I mean, we all know she's got a lot of haters. I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of them are basketball players that might come out and help Nene give her that extra what? hand. This is the Ooh, he from. got a point. You can't call no, he got a point. one you got a, a point. point. They got to practice before the game. You got a point. All right, man. Thank you, bro. You come, somebody, somebody come out there and teach you how to do a good jump hook or a little up and under move or a drop step or a fade away, a little quick spin. You never know. I'm telling you. My goodness. All right. What's the moral of the story? Oh, there's a moral to the story? 
I didn't I know, know that there was a moral to this story. My goodness. <laughs> and the moral right. to the story is when this quarantine is over, Andy Cohen, set it up, baby. Watch what happens live. One-on-one, special edition, NeNe Leagues versus Wendy Williams. My the goodness. loser has All to right. keep their mouth shut about their friendship for the rest of their life. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, we'll be talking about 50 Cent. He has a new show coming. It has just gotten the green light. We'll tell you what show that is. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So 50 has a new show that's been given the green light, and that's on Stars. It's a new series, and it's Black Mafia Family. He said it's going to be the biggest show on television. Meech and Terry are legends, and I'm excited to bring their story to Stars. So we've been knowing this is going to happen for quite some time, so it's finalized now. Hey, man, drop one of Clues Bonds for 50 Cent simply because uh, it's not easy getting TV shows on the air, and 50 has cracked the formula. He so does. salute to 50 Cent. He definitely did. And his shows are great, too. Shout out to Fifth. All right. Floyd Mayweather's daughter, Ayanna Mayweather, she is going to be pleading not guilty, according to Bossip. Now, her lawyer told Bossip Ayanna is doing fine, although she remains shaken by this unfortunate incident. And according to her lawyer, there's going to be some new information that comes out that I guess we didn't know. So we we will see what happens, but she is pleading not guilty. And speaking of having to be in jail and court, Takashi 69 he has vowed to stop trolling on social media while he's on probation. So he's only made one comment so far, and that was a story about a snitching that was on there, and he said, coming to the rescue. And that was it, just a little joke, and people probably didn't think that was quite as funny as he thought it was. Now, he has no restrictions regarding his use of social media, but they said he is going to just spend some time with family. Right now, that's his priority. And Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, they did say that staying at home is getting to them a little bit. Chrissy was on with Ellen DeGeneres. She, Well, Ellen DeGeneres is doing her at-home edition of her talk show. And Chrissy said it's been an unreal, surreal experience for the family. There's been a lot of ups and downs. But here's what else she had to say about hoping that we all come through this stronger. If we can emerge through all of this, just having this, you know, newfound love and respect for our fellow human, that would be such a beautiful, wonderful thing because I know that when we're able to be in contact with people again, I'm going to be so emotional and it's going to be such a beautiful thing to be able to touch people's hands when I laugh at what they're saying or touch their faces or give my dad a hug. So if we can at least come out of this and change a bit, I think that would be a really wonderful thing. Yo, she's absolutely right, because I've been thinking about that, man. I, I, I hope that we don't make a habit of not um, interacting with people physically, because we, we, we'll be doing it for so long. I just wonder when we get back into the street, how easy is it going to be just to walk up to somebody and give them a hug or, you know, shake somebody's very hand? Like, very, I very know, difficult. man. I know, man. And we're already so separated because of social media. Like, that's right. that's not good, bro. I'm not just scared of coronavirus. I'm scared of what's next. So, yes, I'm scared. All right. Now, Halle Berry is shutting down people who are going in on her. And that's because her son, her son, Maceo Robert, she has with her ex-husband, Olivier Martinez, she had posted, um, and she doesn't really post her kids like that, but it's a video where he's walking up the steps wearing his mom's heels. And, you know, she just uh, captioned it. 
quarantine day 12. That's what she wrote. And so people were kind of going in on her and saying, no disrespect to you, Hallie, but this isn't fun and it's not cute. This could be the start of something you could one day regret. Get him out of those heels. He's a boy, not a girl. Don't do that to him. That's not okay. And Halle Berry wrote, it's tight on these kids right now. Let's have a laugh and some compassion, y'all. And so some people were going in. Some people were like, you know, just understanding that it was just a joke. Okay. I just don't don't (laughs) care that much about other people's children, man. Like, I don't get it. Me me neither. I I guess, though, once you put it on social media, you're kind of asking for other people's opinions. So I understand why people do that, but it's just... I just don't care. Who who cares? I mean, it's people's kids, man. I I hate to see negative, you know, when people put negative posts or negative things in the comments about somebody's kids. It's their kids, man. Especially young kids, man. Wait till they turn 18 and start to slander. I think a little kid is not thinking like, oh, you know, I can't put these on. They're just at home in the house, quarantined, doing whatever. I don't think it's a big deal. All right, now Farrah Franklin, who used to be in Destiny's Child, there's an old clip that has resurfaced, and it was from a uh, 2015 show. It was called Last Chance Girl Group, and there's a clip that has leaked, and Farrah's on there, Keely from 3LW is on there, but here's what Farrah had to say about Matthew Knowles, and this went viral. Matthew Knowles, he propositioned me, invited me over to the hotel to meet and speak with him. Did Matthew try to sleep with you, Farrah? Um... I haven't met too many people in my life who haven't liked me. I'll just put it like that. Was Matthew married at the time? No oh, shit. I up. think he was married the whole entire time before he had Beyonce and before Destiny's Child existed. So, yes. I don't even remember that Farrah Franklin era. When was that? That was before Survivor, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. That had to be before Survivor. All right. Survivor and was here's- just the three of them. And here is Drake. He is previewing some new music on his Instagram. So let's see what y'all think about this, because clearly he's got a lot going on right now. A lot of songs that have been leaking, a lot of songs he's putting out. You know, he has an album that's going to come out soon. So let's see what y'all think about this. All right, so what do you think? Next after Tussie Slide? I don't know, man. It's hard to listen to music on um, it is Instagram. on Instagram Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's hard to tell if something's slap or not. Like, I was listening to that Usher Lil John record with that Jermaine Dupri and Lil John produced for Usher. That, it sounded like it's slap, but I'm not sure because I can't really hear it. Can't, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel right through Instagram Live. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. What happened to Pleasure P? Uh, he was mad. <laughs> what he you want to hear? Like people don't... He feels like people don't put don't respect, respect on his, his name. No, 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 yeah, the reason I wanted to talk about Pleasure P and Bobby Valentino because I think they think nobody cares because nobody cares, but nobody cares. Like it's people not hate. People, people, people no, care. Don't. It's just not on the level. Yeah, they they do care. They just don't care. You, you, you can't care on the level of everybody else uh, that's doing things. You can't compare. He just on the asked level of Scott Stewart. Pleasure P could do Mandy songs Fresh from Pretty Ricky John too. and T Pain. Like though, it's it's just it's different I levels. Think, people care. I think Bobby Valentino's first album, uh, solo album, was dope. I think Pleasure P is dope, but I think that they're both. Uh, I don't know, man. He just asked one question that I wanted to answer, but we'll get to it one day. Okay. Listen, boyfriend number two, that was my joint. Did you wrong on the hotline? But you know, you know what I realized too. A lot of times people don't understand. Like I don't know what his whole catalog is or what they both might pull out when they do their battle that they say is going to happen. So maybe you'll be surprised. Who knows? Can we play what Pleasure P said? Name 
another R&B artist that can go toe-to-toe with me outside of Chris Brown, you know what I'm saying, Trey Songz. Okay, who else? Come on. It's a lot of n****s I can go toe-to-toe with. I just want to answer the question for him because he said, you know, who could go against him, right? Okay, mm-hmm. Chris Brown. Trey songs. He said Adele. take out Chris Brown and Trey songs though. He said no, take out no, Chris no. We not taking. Okay, well I'll take no, out Chris and Trey. All right. Okay, I'll take out Chris and Trey. Miguel, Omarion, okay. Bruno mm-hmm. Mars, The Weeknd, John Legend, Neo, Robin Thicke, T Pain, Usher. Take out all those people too. He said take out all those people. <laughs> what do you mean? So who are you supposed <laughs> to battle? He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He just said take out Chris and Trey. I'm just saying, like you can't just be making statements like that. People make statements like that and want it to be rhetorical. No, I'm going to answer you. Not saying that Pleasure P ain't dope, but come on, bro. Come on, don't say that, you know, who else, who can battle me other than Chris Brown and Trey Songz? Uh, I can name about 20. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. It don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, we got a shout out to Pastor T.D. Jakes for joining us this morning. Bishop T.D. Jakes, you're so disrespectful. I don't think he likes me, but yeah, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Uh. Why do you think Bishop don't like you? You always think somebody don't like you. You're so goddamn sensitive. I just asked him a question. He was like, well, if you went to the the church instead of the club, you would know what we're doing. I'm like, I don't go to your church. I'm sorry. I I didn't hear him say, I didn't hear the go to the club part. Then I, I definitely heard he, him. I, he did say something about going to the club. He said the only people who think that are people who don't go to the church who go to the club or something like that. Yeah, then I, I mean, because people are losing faith right now. It's not just you know, it's it's a question that people are asking. You know, if you know, well, my congregation is still going up. I didn't ask you about that. I just asked about what you. Oh, no, 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 no. What, that, that, that was the first That's question you asked. Question. You said yes when you said um, you know people blame God for the bad things happening in the world. That's what that's what he was referring to. Right, but it's the truth though. Right. You got to take the good. With, you got to take the good with the. But you got to take the good with the bad when it comes to God. God never, ever said it would be all good. There's no scripture no. where God said it would be all good. God said he'll help you get through. So right. it's just like, I understand it. Everybody should watch the Shock of Suffering um, sermon that he did on Sunday. He explained well, a lot Well, will be in the club. He's not going to be watching that. No, nah, no. Nah, but the thing is, is you know, when you, when you talk to bishops and pastors, these are the questions that you have. It's not a matter about, well, my congregation is still sturdy and then people are still coming to check me out. No, it's what people have questions. You know, and I don't think he answered it like people having. Right, don't you get tired of answering certain questions? You uh, no. Don't you get tired of it? That's a lie. Stop it. Not if I'm doing God's work and this is what I'm doing every day, and that's my job to preach and to, to give people hope and to talk about the Bible. That's my job. People yeah, call but me just all the time of, and, and, and ask questions and, and I sit here and I answer and I enjoy it. To me, if it's I just kind of weird when if you have faith in a higher power. If you have faith in God, you can't just praise God when things are good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the type of person, I, I give all glory to God regardless because I feel like everything, you know, is God's will. And if it's not God's will, then I know God will help me get through. Yeah. I, I don't blame I'm God sure, for that. I don't, I'm I don't sure blame God person, for that. Though, I'm sure the average, average person, we all do sometimes question our faith when things, certain things are happening. I'm sure it happens no, to everybody at times. I don't, I don't question my faith. I may question, I question God at times. But I don't question my faith 
And I don't right. think there's anything well, wrong with questioning. Your faith in God. Some people are like, why is this happening to me? I've done Absolutely. everything. I'm, it's a I'm, question that people are asking. It does even happen. my daughter asked. So, and she's a young kid, and she wants to know why. She has a zillion and one questions. It doesn't mean, okay, well, my congregation is, is packed every week. No, it's a question of, well, what do you say to those people? You read the Bible, pastor or bishop. You read the Bible. This is what you do. This is I don't what think you he study. answered it like that, bro. I, I, I got to go back and listen. I, I think you might have heard something else because he's been preaching to an empty church for the past two weeks. And I think it is also important for, for, for people who don't normally go to church, if you want to restore their faith or have them become more interested, as has been happening a lot lately, you have to be more accepting of people who also maybe aren't as well-versed. Well, anyway, well, Bishop T.D. Jakes checked in this morning, and you can check out the full interview online. And then when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, you guys, again, stay home, please, if you can. I mean, it's beautiful on the East Coast, so just go to the stoop. But just group gatherings, don't do it, man. Let's let's. It seems like it's going down. The, the, the death rate is, well, not the death rate, but the amount of people that are, are contracting this thing is going down every day. It seems like it. So let's keep doing what we're doing. Stay inside, away from people. And I see a lot of people asking, when are we coming back to Revolt on Twitter? So Revolt is working on getting us back on from our own homes, of course. All right. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. Uh, I just want to say always remember for those who may be questioning things that are happening in their life, uh, don't lose faith because God isn't trying to change your mountain. He is using your mountain to change you. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?